Hello, and welcome to Data Endures February Tech Talk. Uh, I am Kirsten Burke, joined as always by Jane Peruse, Data Endures Chief Technology Officer. And we are absolutely delighted today to welcome Tamar June, who is the CEO of Assurix. And uh, she has a very compelling story. Um, she is in a very uh, organization uh, is a very high-profile market. They, they are uh, helping organizations um, with their compliance and, and regulatory issues. And uh, we want to talk to her today just about what she's facing um, as the provider of these services, what she's seeing her customers go through, and really to give us some insights um, from a, a market point of view um, how security looks to her and what she's doing to fortify her posture, both for her business and for her customers. So, Tamara, welcome. Hi, how are you? Excellent. We're delighted to have you. And I guess how we might start out is, you know, tell us a little bit about uh, Assurix. Tell us a little bit about you and, and what, your, what your company does for folks. Okay, well, I'm, I'm part of the founding team at Assurex. Uh, we incorporated in March of 2000 and launched our first product that was a web-based uh, enterprise quality management system. And from there, we also introduced our cloud-based offering. Back then in 2000, um, you know, people were really not that familiar with renting software. And that's how we referred to it back then. So we launched our first product in March of 2000, and it, it really did very well. We had both on-prem as well as uh, hosted customers. Uh, from there, we grew substantially, and the majority of our um, customer base is highly regulated. Uh, they are either regulated by the FDA or they are regulated by NERC and FERC for energy and utilities. So the FDA, we've got food, life sciences, customers such as biotech, pharmaceutical and medical device, uh, as well as food. And then in the energy and utilities, we have oil and gas, but the majority of them are transmission and distribution. These are very highly regulated industries. And, you know, our... Our product has expanded from not just quality management, but we have expanded into regulatory compliance as well. So that's basically the, um, you know, the overall business. So with that, with that regulatory compliance comes with it a certain expectation of your infrastructure meeting those same types of regulatory compliance and the same kinds of pressure that your customers are, I'm sure. Well, yes. And... Um, that's the thing. It has gotten much more, uh, how shall I say, um, complicated in the past few years because cybersecurity is in the headlines just about every day. You hear about hacking, you hear about, um, you know, just uh, service attacks and whatnot. So we have taken a much more stringent approach because our customers and prospects have demanded that we have certain security, uh, you know, policies, procedures, and tools in place. Otherwise, you're not even considered uh, to be a vendor. So we went from a managed hosting provider to our own cloud. Our own cloud is much more secure. It is a private cloud. It is hosted at Switch, and then. Um, 
in addition to the physical and data center security that Switch provides, we needed to go to the next level. And that's where we brought in, you know, data indoor to help us secure the rest of the missing pieces. The, um, and then, you know, you guys are in a unique situation where the rest of us caught up to you finally, but you guys have been distributed from almost the beginning since 2000 in terms of the placement of your people and your uh, employees. Um, the, uh, the world effectively in this last year because of COVID shifted to a model of 100% distributed as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they've got faced with some of the challenges. So you didn't have the immediate challenges everybody else did with figuring out how to get everybody connected to the infrastructure and VPN requirements and all that. Um, but can you talk a moment about um, how have you been able to take that data center security and extend it out to your end users in their home offices or wherever it is they're working? Right. We have, luckily, we did not have a cultural, you know, shock from going into an office and then all of a sudden everybody being remotely located. We have always been a remote workforce from almost day one, uh, even though we have a corporate office. However, the majority of our uh, employees are spread over 12 different states in the whole country. And obviously, they need to have security policies and procedures that we have in place already. We have security training that we do with our own employees, but then you also need the, the security tools as well. Um, you know, that's where, you know, endpoint security and, uh, you know, laptop security, uh, cell phone security, all of that com comes into play and it's very, very important. Yeah, you were um, one of our first customers on what we lovingly call the Forfecta, which is um, which kind of was a, a slip of the tongue at one point, and I think it might have been on a tech talk, and it, it stuck. <laughs> and uh, and the Forfecta is really designed around this notion of a distributed workforce and being able to deliver the same level of security controls to those people in the field that somebody in a headquarters location would. And the, the attributes of that are the advanced phishing protection, which on top of the security awareness training you're doing is preventing the attacks from ever getting to the user, um, through email that is. Uh, and the next layer was the EDR platform, which is um, if the attack should get, I'm sorry, I lied. The next layer is D3, which is our DNS defense, which is if the uh, link should get to the user and they click on it, we should be able to block them at a DNS layer from getting to a known bad location. And the next layer beyond that is our endpoint solution, which is now to the point you made earlier about endpoint tools and security, we should be able to stop the attack once it hits that endpoint. And then finally, it's the security or operation center, which is the final layer of defense. And that suite of four technologies together or capabilities together really is delivering a complete security model protecting from your endpoint. It has really created this um, umbrella of protection around uh, not just your data center facility with the SOC, but extended that out to the endpoint with advanced phishing, DNS defense, and EDR capabilities. Um, you've, uh, the, the four factor was relatively new for us. Uh, we launched it last year, and you guys were, like I said, one of our first customers on that service. Um, have you have you seen any um, uh, improvements or otherwise in operating from your end users 
are you seeing a reduction in noise or any of that from any of all that? Yes, actually we are. Um, we, we went on the switch uh, data center about a little over a year ago. Uh, we didn't go live with our customers for a couple of months, uh, but ever since we brought you guys on board, I have seen a significant drop in the phishing emails, uh, you know, and other things that people try to pull on you uh, through email, especially email. We had a lot of problems in the past with that, and it was just becoming uh, overkill. Uh, it has become negligible as far as the number of ones that do squeak through. But, you know, now everybody is pretty much trained and aware of those uh, circumstances. The other thing I wanted to point out, which I, I forgot to in the last uh, conversation, was that the SOC uh, offering was very important to us because we needed to have 24-7, 365, eyes on the glass type of coverage. And that is something that is... Um, very, very important because that is one of the things that we get asked over and over again. If you don't have it, you're not even considered to be a vendor. And the affordability factor was also very important because if you're going to hire an entire crew of people to handle that um, you know, responsibility in a very short period of time, it was not practical for us to do that. It's much better to have data and door take on that role because it's almost an extension of our own um, you know, our own team. So I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, the uh, If you were to give some advice to our audience who's here listening about, you know, some of your experiences and you've been you've been doing this for over 20 years in Atrix and evolved from that quality of uh, a quality business, if you will, to now a compliance-based business, what are some of the things you would um, give guidance to the listeners in terms of the world has changed, it's shifted, here's things you should consider. Yes. Um, cybersecurity, if you are a software as a service provider or in fact any type of business that does any kind of uh, proprietary type information that's being transmitted over the internet or being stored remotely, whether it's a managed service or, or a uh, private cloud, Cybersecurity is probably your number one thing that you need to worry about 24-7. And that is one area that you do not skimp on. You know, spend the money, do it right, because you don't want to take on that risk. You, you don't want to take on that risk. Because if you are not up to par on that cybersecurity area and you do get an attack or you do get data stolen, well, I mean, that could pretty much shut your business down. It could shut down the businesses that you are hosting, that the businesses that you are taking care of. There goes your reputation. There goes your business. That is just one area that you do not um, take lightly. You take it very seriously. We tend to agree, but we're slightly biased, so thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always better to hear it from a peer than it is from, mm -hmm. from a partner slash vendor. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think, you know, if you look at folks that maybe haven't had a breach or that might have bought a couple tools and think, okay, we're good. Mm -hmm. um, there isn't that impetus or pressure to feel like, well, maybe I should do more. 
Um, and I think there are folks out there possibly that have done some things and might feel like they're protected or feel like they're okay. And unfortunately, it's not until something happens, a worst case happens, that it's like, oh gosh, I didn't know that I had that gap. Or, oh gosh, I didn't know that this tool wasn't doing what I thought it was going to do. And so I think um, being able to constantly inspect that what you've put in place is actually doing what you are expecting it to do. And that over time, um, you know, configurations change, you know, different things happen. Um, cybersecurity, the, the adversaries out there are not staying the same. You know, they're out there constantly looking for new ways to get in. And if you're not also constantly looking at your infrastructure and making sure that nothing's changed, you're at risk. Um, and I'm just curious on your, you know, from your perspective, um, you know, I know one of the things Data Endure does for you is vulnerable, you know, checking your vulnerabilities and doing a security control assessment on a monthly basis. Has there been any output from that that has benefited you guys, uh, has raised some alerts or said, hey, you know, maybe we ought to look more closely at this area? We do vulnerability testing with Data Endure. That is correct. We also, you know, for penetration testing and, and whatnot, because we have to. Our, uh, not only do our customers require it, require it, but our prospects also require it. They want to know that if we are, uh, you know, doing that on a regular basis. Uh, so, uh, you know, that that's also a very important part when you're going for ISO certification or, you know, some other type of security uh, requirement that the prospect or the customer may put on you. It is getting tougher and tougher. Um, I've seen cybersecurity liability insurance requirements double in the, just the past year from our customers and prospects because again you hear you see and hear the headlines and and the most recent one i can think of it was a solar winds um which everybody in in this country in the world probably already heard about so um you know yes the the test it you cannot you cannot feel comfortable you have to constantly be on alert Agreed. Um, it's, uh, Kirsten, you mentioned something that uh, brought this to mind for me. Um, you mentioned folks that haven't had an a impact, haven't had uh, any issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, knock on wood, Tamar, um, we, we got engaged before you, you guys had any incident. Uh, and we intend to keep it that way. Um, but uh, we do have a good majority of our customers have come to us in the middle of a incident response where we're going in and helping them respond to an incident. And then uh, once we're done with that work, they typically uh, join as a customer of our security operations. Um, and I've, I've often said, um, when I'm speaking to prospects, uh, it's when I was a young architect, I was responsible for setting up this infrastructure for um, a very large 100,000 employee company and um, I spent about six months building it. And my role was one of my tasks was to get the backups working on this infrastructure that I had built. Mm -hmm. And it happened to have six months worth of software development that I had on the infrastructure as well. Well, the system crashed and I never got around to getting the backups working. <laughs> and, uh, and I lost six months of software development for myself and my team of six people. Wow. And, uh, and so that was the first time in my career and that was almost 30 years ago now, but that was the first time in my career that I experienced loss and something that I had thought of as a nice to have backups 
became something that was so critical and lost six months of work for me because I didn't take the time to make the right investment of time and get it working. Um, and I think security is that, it, you know, we believe in um, digital resilience, which is a combination of infrastructure resilience and cyber resilience. And the both of those together are required in today's world to keep a company operating because we've become so digital and rely so heavily on the digital uh, media and marketplace. Um, you in particular have your entire application platform is digital. Your customers consume it over the internet and, uh, and, and so it, it becomes key. And I think, you know, for those who have, you know, knock on wood, not experienced a, a loss or an outage like this or been compromised, um, it's no longer a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So uh, protect yourself by take, you know, Tamar's advice was absolutely spot on. You, you can't skimp on the controls to protect your environment. That is true. <laughs> so you had mentioned, Tamar, the, um, that you all were looking at moving forward with ISO certification, um, that that's kind of the next uh, advancement for you or the next project for you, uh, just in terms of building out um, credibility for your organization. Um, how is that going to affect uh, or does it affect any of the um, security or data requirements that all of you are going to need to um, to manage? Well, uh, the good thing is we've already done what the requirements have asked us to mm -hmm. do. And we got started on it, what, uh, early last year. And so it's, it's made the job a lot easier. You know, we got started on the ISO certification last year and, um, you know, it's progressing nicely. Any, uh, any closing thoughts for the audience, Tamar? Like I said before, uh, cybersecurity should be on the very top of your list, not just in the top five. It should be number one on your list of priorities. Uh, like, you know, spend the money, do it right, because the consequences could be 10 to 100 times worse. Thank well, and I think at that point, if you if you take your comment to the next level, it's the decision, do I build it myself? You know, do I bring in a partner to try to help me? Right. So so if I make it number one, how do I then make everything that I need to happen happen? The cybersecurity thing is a complicated. Um, it, it's it's not something that you, you try and attempt on your own. It, you're better off bringing in the experts to help you customize the situation to your needs and requirements. Um, you know, the nice thing about Data Endure is you've got so many different vendors and they're all under this big umbrella. And it is up to you guys to determine what is the best solution for us. What is the, what are the needs you know, define our requirements, and then you basically provided the the tools that we needed to get the optimum result. So, um, to try and do it on your own is it possible? Sure, but it's very time consuming. It's very costly. You need the expertise, and you need a lot of time. Mm -hmm. For us, we didn't have a lot of time. We needed to put those controls in place very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and the one thing that. Uh, works really well for us is the level of customer service that we're getting because um, 
you know, when we have an inquiry situation, whether it's an emergency or something new, I mean, the response is immediate. You don't have to wait a week or two to get a, you know, uh, an answer. Right. <laughs> In this industry, you don't have the right time. You need response right away. Thank you for that, Tamar. Obviously, we love hearing that our customers are benefiting from our service and support. So great feedback. And uh, we enjoy having Assurex as a customer as much as it sounds like you're enjoying being one. So uh, good all around. Uh, with that, we will close our February Tech Talk. Um, Tamar, thank you again so much for joining us. Uh, Shaheen and I do these every month. And the times that we have folks like you join uh, where you can share your experience and what's going on in the market are our most well-attended and most interesting. So thank you very much for joining. With that, we will close out and see you next month. Thank you.